This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Obviously, the world's changing. It's always changing. This is the laughable part of people that are stuck in their, you know, conservative, traditional values of somehow that's a bad thing. That they can't accept the change that's naturally occurring. And that's a bunch of bunk. We need to restore our traditional beliefs. Doesn't mean that we don't adapt them for for modern times, modern conveniences, modern way of life. It doesn't mean you, you get rid of it either. We all know the world's changing. And part of that is how we look at romantic relationships, I guess you would say. I'm chuckling a little bit because I really didn't think about that before. I said, how how do I say this? More and more people in non-heterosexual relationships, it's undeniable. I don't find that particularly threatening, but I kind of do, and I'll tell you why. Uh, It's a real concern to me where we're at right now. I went down to go down to our... uh, local health club on Friday night, and what occurred down there has really affected me. We need to have a little bit of a candid conversation about this, and I know the jokes and the emails are going to be forthcoming, and and I'm prepared for that, but underneath this is a serious conversation. Sadly, but true, if you talk to anybody who's ever owned or managed the gym, they will tell you about the gay subculture, particularly in the locker rooms. Uh, I've seen different things over the years where you just shake your head and you just walk away. I don't usually spend a lot of time in the locker room. As a matter of fact, there was a, and and by the way, with the exception of like a few interruptions here and there, such as COVID and whatnot, uh, I've been a member of a gym my whole adult life, just been a, a part of my life, working out, lifting weights, things like that. And I'm no Mr. Atlas over here, but, you know, I like to be able to throw around a little weight once in a while, do a couple of push-ups. All that's changing as I get older, for sure. Part of that impacting my time in the locker room. Where we go now, it's really a, a health club. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a gym. It doesn't resemble anything like the concrete block barbell and dumbbell gyms that I'm used to. This this is a health club. State of the art, baby. I think 10% of the whole, this place is huge. Uh, two or three outdoor pools, three indoor pools, yes. Uh, family locker room, uh, very nice. You go in there with your child. They have a whole separate room for you. You can lock the door. A family hot tub. Um, there's a sauna, steam room. Uh, sauna and hot tub in both the men's and the women's locker room. Um, and you have weights and every class you could imagine. So you name it, it's there. It's there. Um, the locker room, like I said, isn't my place to hang out. But what I find, particularly as I get older, the heat therapy um, of the sauna and the hot tub are good for me. And the steam room... Uh, very helpful for allergies and whatnot, I found. The hot tub, I really kind of steer clear of because um, 
And I love, I, I want to get a hot tub for my house. I mean, I don't know why I haven't done it yet is really the answer to this equation. Do they make saltwater hot tubs? That's what I really want. I don't want to sit in a chlorine bath. That's like counterproductive to the cause, if you know what I'm talking about. But very therapeutic for me with the uh, joint issues that I deal with, the pains, you know, the, the lifestyle, all those things. Very cleansing to go in the sauna. I like it. I enjoy it. But anyway, I stay away from the hot tub there quite a bit. Uh, it just doesn't seem clean to me. As well as some of the things that I've seen in there. Uh, I'm going to come back to this because I want to talk about a couple of other things. And I want to finish the podcast with this locker room story. But just to tell you, uh, there was young boys in there. That I believe that the sign says under 12 must have an adult. Well, how the hell do you know? How do I know what a 12 or if he's 12, 13, or 11? I don't know. But I know there were kids in there, you know. Uh, I, I went to drop my um, my my bag off, my backpack. I was going to go up and do a little light workout, and then I wanted to go sit in the sauna, maybe a little steam room. That was my game plan. On a Friday night, I had been working out in the yard all day. But I was out there like, I think I was telling you, it's almost six hours on the weed whacker. Uh, my yard is so f- good. Good luck finding a weed. This has been three years in the making now. Three and a half years we've lived here, and I finally feel that I am caught up with the I'm with the landscaping. I'm really happy with the way the place looks. After a dry summer, uh, dry spring rather, due to this uh, weather vortex we sat there. The weather's been great. We got a ton of rain Friday night. Then it's great. I did a nice tight trim with the uh, you know with the weed whacker, all the walkways, all the beds, razor sharp, no weeds. I trimmed back with the pruning shears. You don't want to trim the bushes this time of year, but any, like, errant branches, you know, you get that one that kind of, I don't know if it's like a cancer, it just, like, grows way faster. I just trimmed that, cleaned everything. It's just, I did a little vinegar work around, like, the fence post. This is how detailed it is. Hey, hey, listen, I'm a Marine. What do you want me to tell you? I like my, I like my place looking sharp. You know what I'm saying? And I enjoy doing it. I get a lot of, anyway, I was out there, it was like, it was about the five and a half hour mark. I had I did take breaks, and uh, I drank a ton of water. I really did. Well, anyway, I think I was telling you I started getting dizzy. I, first of all, I started breathing real heavy, and that didn't that didn't even it didn't even dawn on me. I'm just, uh, <sighs> and, like because I was overheating, not because I was overworking. You know, we just swinging the weed whacker is not going to cause me to breathe like that, and uh, that didn't even you know. Didn't even get my attention. Then I started getting dizzy. I thought, you know what? I think now would be a good time to stop. (laughs) The voice of reason. Maybe the first time in my life. Anyway, I was enjoying all that. You know what I'm saying? Working hard, sweating to the point of near exhaustion. Pushed myself as far as I reasonably could. And all I wanted to do was go down... I didn't want to get down to the bar. I didn't want to go play video games. I didn't want to go on Facebook. It's not my style. I want to just go down and do a little workout, keep my shoulders and upper body loosened up because I found that after bending over with that weed whacker, it just really racks your neck and shoulders and back. And I thought the best way out of that would be a little exercise therapy, a little stretching in the sauna. Instead... I walk into a scene 
that I kid you not, has changed my life. I honest to goodness tell you, I don't know if I can return back to the property. I'll tell you the whole story, all right, and what it means to us in the world today. But let me go through a couple other things here. I'm purposely breaking this up. I'm shaking a little bit, to be honest with you. I can't handle what's going on with the kids. If you know me at all, you know. I get, I just get insane to the point of lunatic. And I think that um, the part of the evil is instigating that purposely. I really do. So let's take a little break, and hopefully we can talk... Uh, a little more academically, shall we? <laughs> a little more philosophically. Not my style, but I'll do my best to, you know, keep it real. Anyway, Sergeant Major, thanks for the email, my brother. I can't thank you enough. I'm not going to mention your name. Uh, these days, we got to be a little careful. My brother, uh, Terry, I'll say, first name, how's that? It's cool for me to be able to communicate with the sergeant major. I, first sergeant I knew him as. Uh, it's neat. A buddy of mine down in South Carolina, sergeant major too. Horse. It's just. It's funny to me. It is. Looking back, you know, the sergeant major was God when I was in the Marine Corps. You know. And now we talk like uh, old friends, brothers. Anyway, he got whacked on the back of the head, had a bad concussion. I, I asked him how you said he was working out, listening to the podcast while he's doing his PT. I was doing my marathon push-up session. Push-ups followed by push-ups followed by push-ups. And when you're done with that, more push-ups. And when you're too tired to do any more, do more push-ups. That's my philosophy. You really get something out of it. I, it's, I don't know if I recommend it. I do recommend it. You know, they, oh, the 30-day push-up challenge. Why don't you start with a day, <laughs> 30 days? I keep up with this for 30 days. I don't know how you can. Just take a day, and in between every, just 10 push-ups. 10 push-ups, 10 push-ups, 10 push-ups. If you're not that good, do five. Do five. If you super, super-duper push-up, do 20. I recommend 10. I'm pretty strong with push-ups. I do sets of 10. <laughs> you do as you may. 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10, and have fun with it. And when it stops being fun, laugh it off. It'll build discipline, upper body strength, aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Good for good for you. Strong shoulders, upper chest, and looking good. Looking good. I'm not gay, but I like to look good. <laughs> Truth be told. Anyway, Sergeant Major, you made my day. And Sharon, you too. Sharon said she's been listening uh, since around the time that my daughter was born. Really fascinating on many levels. Uh, how long has that been? Well, she's eight. Hasn't been quite since she was born, but shortly after that, really. Which means that Sharon's basically here almost since the beginning, maybe when I used to uh, have the theme, old school, bringing back the magic of old school talk radio. I think I could actually pull it off a little bit. Maybe I should go back to that. Maybe that was the idea. <laughs> I don't think so. Not in this day and age. Oh, boy. Sharon, you know, how many different versions of me have you seen over that period of time? It's been a bit, a bit of an evolution, really. It's amazing to me. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you for letting me know. It's, uh, it's pretty remarkable.
crazy times. What do you want me? I, I try to adapt with the time, Sharon. <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping up. I can't. I can't change fast enough. And uh, always, Dan, I appreciate uh, your contributions. Many, many of Dan's uh, stories and links uh, come from Dan. Uh, who diligently sends those along. And I really appreciate all the contributions, Dan, as well as the com- conversation. I feel, I can't, I can't mention emails, and uh, there's a couple of names on there that, uh, uh, you know, always kind of significant in the contrib- contributions, all of the contributions, but uh, always some people that stay in a little closer touch, of course. Hey, if you haven't already, you might want to come follow me on Gab. We crossed the 500 subscribers or followers or gabbers. I don't know what you call it. This is big stuff for a little guy like me. 500 followers. Woohoo! <laughs> Gab's a little slower. It's a little different. But uh, we got a little rhythm going there. Some of the posts have just blown up. I told you it was on the trending list there a couple times. And um, I don't know. It's a good... I don't love Gab. I don't think that Gab has attracted enough of the uh, voices, uh, what do you say? And it's good. It's what makes it unique. One of the things that makes it unique. But it also offers a limitation. You know, it's one of those yin and yang kind of things, I guess. But I like Gab. It's the only place I post. So if you want to check it out, go on Gab. All you got to do is sign up. You don't have to do anything fancy. At C. Scott Show. Gab.com at C. Scott Show. The links for it and everything else, as well as you can contact me right at Christopher Scott Show.com. <laughs> I like to add that for a fact, you know. Christopher Scott Show.com. You can check out the Gab link and uh, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, what else did I want to mention to you? College admissions. Did you hear, of course, the Supreme Court has said that colleges can no longer prejudice based on race? Well, isn't that something? Isn't that something? Uh, how, many people, how many people's lives have been damaged? And if it's been declared unconstitutional, where's the lawsuits? Well, there was another little sinister game going on, and that was with legacy admissions. And I really don't even know how it works. Uh, But I think the bottom line is if you contributed enough money to the school, you were going to get in. I mean, people want to scream foul with all this, but, uh, I mean, what do you think happens when, say, a rich donor gives, you know, $10 million to a university, right? And then their grandchild wants to attend that university, but they're told their scores aren't high enough. So Mr. $10 million calls and says, hey, uh, Mr. School Director, I remember you sharing with me how important that $10 million was and the significance of it. And, you know, however the conversation goes from there, of course he's going to pull a few strings. Let me ask you this. Uh, we don't do it here. Uh, no agenda. They're listener-supported. You can donate money to them. I don't take any money. I don't want any money. Well, I do. The, uh, what's the, the lottery's up to uh, a billion. I actually have some... Uh, Lottery tickets to cash in from Christmas. And I'm thinking about parlaying it into the billion. Could you imagine? What would I do differently? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Let's not get sidetracked, shall we? Back to the donations. If you feel that strongly that you want to send me money, and it's a significant amount, 
you email me and we'll see what we can work out. In the meantime, I don't think anyway, I'm kidding about that. Uh, but let's just say you gave you gave me um, I don't know ten thousand dollars. Say I really like what you're doing on the podcast and blah blah blah. And then uh, your son has a business that would be well mentioned on the podcast. Just a, a little blurb. Richguysonsbusiness.com. And hey, Chris, uh, any chance you could mention this on? The- nope, can't do it. What? Hey, I told you, I don't push people's stuff. I don't sell anything on the podcast. That, my friends, is why I don't take any money. Because once you do, you sell your soul. And there's the real problem. Everybody's bickering over there. They're they're discriminating against blacks. They're discriminating against whites. They're fighting with each other. Meanwhile, guess who's getting rich? The colleges and the professors. I'm just trying to stay happy. And their lawyers. Truth be told, I don't know why I'm saying that so much today. Uh, LeBron James started a school outside of Akron. Uh, Akron. 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 Akron, Ohio. I can't say it right. I, sometimes I get tongue tied. See, it's the dementia. Didn't I mention this a couple weeks ago? Huh? <laughs> Akron, Akron, Ohio. Ohio. Akron, Ohio. How do they say it out there? That's what I'll be like the fake Russian accents, the Wagner Group. It's like, why are all these freaking American newscasters talking so a Wagner? Kiev! I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do it in the Midwestern. Crown of High. Yeah, over there, university. <laughs> I'm not doing it very well, am I? That's my Ohio accent as best I can. That's my Midwestern accent. I got family from out there. Give me a break. Anyway, Le- LeBron James started a school out there. Great. That's awesome. Let's not knock him for that. Well, it's not working. None of the kids, um, oh, none of the incoming eighth graders at his school has passed the basic company exam. I read that wrong. I'm glad I caught that. Not one incoming, let's say, with the outcoming. So what is the impact of the school? Well, you have to check for yourself because I don't know. I read the I read the headline. <laughs> I brought it up because I wanted to mention something completely different. And my little gaffe here kind of takes away from it. There's a Mennonite high school in Philadelphia. Uh, visited there several times. Had helped them there with some projects back in the day. And... They catered to a uh, inner city, uh, you know, troubled areas, and it is remarkable, remarkable the results they are achieving. It is possible. It's very possible. And the more that do it, the more it would encourage others to do it. Instead of arguing about gender, we'll get to that. I don't know. This is from uh, Gateway Pundit. They say, and they're a threat to democracy, sarcastically. I have to say that anymore because nobody gets sarcasm anymore. Gateway Pundit says that China-linked biolab in Fresno, California, um, had over 900 mice genetically engineered to catch and carry COVID. Ooh, scandalous, right? Well, maybe they were making them to test COVID vaccines and whatnot. How do you not know? We don't. It could not have been sinister at all. And they say China-linked biolab in in Fresno, California. Uh, What does that mean? 
it could mean simply that, you know, the, the ownership of this California firm had somebody who may have had dual citizenship or something like that. That's China linked. But what does that mean? <clears throat> Nothing. That's probably every restaurant in San Francisco, for God's sake. I'm exaggerating, of course, but it's, you know, very regular occurrence that there's Chinese business interest in California. No secret. I mean, some of it they look to attract. Everybody wants to vilify all these things, but, you know, some of it's a normal course of business. Who knows in this case? Here's the big thing that I pull out of that, that it is possible. You know, when you hear Putin saying that they were genetically modifying mosquitoes and you follow all the links to the labs in Ukraine, State Department report, not conspiracy theory, absolutely testing on insects, also perfectly normal, by the way. You absolutely would be doing that kind of testing for lots of legitimate reasons, okay? Anthrax testing due to animals on farms and naturally occurring disease, all right? But anyway... You know, so each of these is covered with like a plausible, you know, story that it's, it's to, to, to deny it. When you look at the totality, the totality of it, it's hard not to come to the conclusion that there is, in fact, massive efforts to try and genetically modify all kinds of things to carry diseases and weaponize it. But who knows, really? Uh, Joe Biden's ex-husband says that the Biden crime family has targeted him. Did you hear this? Forcing him to sell a home and this and that and uh, real bullies. Uh, I, I believe it. Put it this way, it sounds very plausible to me based on what I see going on publicly. I wanted to mention this story. I'll get back to my point at hand, the big story. Pico will clear Norristown homeless encampment after working with homeless groups. And this is being hailed as an incredibly humane way that a private property owner is getting uh, homeless off their property, as opposed to just coming in and uh, pushing them all out with no notice. They gave them 45 days notice and um, all but a small handful remain and uh, police have notified them, and they're being connected with services to help them on their way. And um, it is kind of remarkable. I, I'm all for treating people well. You know, I, I can't tell you how many property disputes I've dealt with over the years of my uh, business and background. And people setting up camp on my property is not something that I'm too welcoming to if you don't know me well enough to know that. And I see this as a huge threat, by the way. Uh, now, for us, we're fenced. We have protection. But can you imagine waking up one morning and there's two tents out back with people sleeping in there? Now, what do you do? You're going to call the police and then they're going to go, oh, oh, yeah? We'll be back. We'll be back. We're not going to forget you. Huh? Whoa, you just created a real problem. You're going to go out and ask them nicely to move while they're all hung over from their night of drug-fueled intoxication and who knows what not? Oh, I know. That's like completely uh, stereotypical, some kind of ist of me. But it's uh, pretty much a known fact in most cases. Lots of problems. Lots of reasons why people do end up homeless. 
And I do think we should be compassionate. I do think we should try and connect people with services. And I think we should have a great network of services to help these people. As far as the, the housing cost program, you know, I don't know why it has to be for free. It shouldn't be for free. But if anybody who can contribute should have to contribute, taking out the trash, cleaning, cooking for the group, something, live communally and, and, and teach people skills to get better jobs, and, and finish the path so that it doesn't just continue to perpetuate the problem. That's just me. Actual solutions. Who's talking about that nonsense? And nobody cares. These people are throwaway people in our society today, which is a damn shame. Many of them veterans. I don't agree with any of it. Uh, I do think it's good that Pico did this. Um, so, you know, I mentioned it's uh, right down the street from my house. Not really. Uh, it's along the Schuylkill River Trail. But my son and I hiked when we hiked down to Valley Forge Park. So uh, it is an area that we're familiar with. It's in the county that I live in. An incredibly affluent county in Pennsylvania. I believe Montgomery County might be the most affluent county in Pennsylvania. Don't quote me on that. So, and we have a homeless problem. And it says here, in terms of income, uh, third richest count, wealthiest, they say. But that, that doesn't have to do with wealth. Uh, I don't know. Chester County, they have it the highest. They're also very wealthy. Bucks County. And then, so it's Chester, Bucks, Montgomery, Delaware, uh, Northampton skips one cent- center counties out by uh, Harrisburg, Lancaster. But it's the five counties around Philadelphia, the highest concentration of, of wealth in the state. And there's still a huge homeless problem. What does that tell you? Well, that the current approach isn't working, which it mainly leaves the problem up to police and local authorities, which is fine. But there needs to be a, a way to handle The church used to handle much of this. And we just, we destroyed the churches. So let me get back to my my story I started with, which was my trip to the gym on Friday night. And let me just tell you in a little more detail what I witnessed. Uh, at least two minors in the in the um, locker room. Now, just to paint this picture, so I walked in to drop my backpack off. I was planning to go do a little light workout, maybe 20, 30 minutes. That's all, some cable work, some arm work mainly triceps, I wanted to do some press downs, some cable work, a little bit of shoulder work, pump up my biceps. I just wanted to feel good, get a little blood pumping in my arms. I like that feeling. I was just going to go up and do a little light workout, do a little stretching, and then go down and hit the sauna for a little bit, Friday night. Pretty healthy way to spend a Friday night after a hard day working outside, breaking my back. Thought I'd ease into it a little bit. Well, I go to drop off my, my bag in the, in the locker room so that I can circle back to it. I basically made it halfway in, turned around and walked out, went right back to the front desk. I also want to tell you this. This isn't an isolated incident. I'm not going to go through all these details because, frankly, it's disturbing to me. Um, nothing as egregious as this, but there was things leading up to this I wasn't surprised to see. And it seems as if that on Friday nights, that locker room has turned into a little romantic getaway for um, non-heterosexuals. I don't even know how to define it anymore because there's so many different ways people are looking at um, romance, I'll say, to keep it clean. So first, I see at least two children in the locker room. Uh, 
when I reported this to the front desk, and I said to the woman very politely, I said, listen, I really didn't need to be here tonight. I'm just going to get out of here. I can't be around that. But you need to know this is going on. It's not right, especially with kids there. And she said, well, how old were they? <clears throat> and I know where she's going. Were they 12? Do they look like they're 12? How the heck do I know? The more I think about it, uh, it really should be over 18. And I don't know. I've been at another gym where they had a, a basketball camp, and the kids would come in the locker room. Uh, this locker room setup is very different, though. It's very open, and you get, you inevitably have the, you know guys walking around in a towel that are talking for 45 minutes. It drives me, the whole scene, even that, and you say, what are you, some kind of homophobe? I'm really not. I could honest to God care with two consenting adults. And I said to the woman at the desk, I said, we don't allow this to go on with heterosexuals. That's why we have men's and women's locker rooms. And then I see two boys embraced in the hot tub. I turned to look in there because I wanted to see if it was open and if it had recently been cleaned. If it was, I was thinking about taking a little dip. And I looked in there and I see these. How old were they? I don't know. Could have been 15, could have been 20. I really don't know. Does it matter? Not to me. Meanwhile, you got two young boys out in the dressed, by the way. And I didn't see any, um, you know, inappropriate nudity or I don't want to get into go too deep with this. Am I getting, I'd love to hear from you. Am I getting carried away? I don't, I just want to go in. I want to work out. I want to hop in the sauna for a little bit. It's not something that I want children or romance going on around me of any kind. Is, is it weird to me? I don't think so because this is the way gyms have been operating for many, many years. I've talked to a few friends of mine, trainers, guys that have managed, own gyms, and they tell you that there's this subculture that um, occurs in the gyms. And like I said to you, I've, I've, I've belonged to a couple of different gyms. I, I went to 20 years to the same gym for the longest time. Um, the, make, the way that locker room was set up, and, and it just it, it wasn't conducive to creating an environment for these things to go on. And as much as I hate to say it, and I wanted to mention this, by the way, I felt horrible going to the front desk. I'm like, what, what is the gym supposed to do? What are you, you going to blame this on Biden? You're going to blame it on wokeism? What, these people, the kids in the locker room, they don't know anything about any of that stuff. What's gone wrong? Tell me if you think I'm being crazy. That I don't want to be around it, let alone in the presence of freaking minors. I can't do it. I, I want to hear what you have to say, honest to God, but you're not going to change my opinion on it. I honest to God, I don't know if I can go back there. I've, I, I feel so disturbed and disgusted. As disgusted as, and I have no way of knowing if this is real, it was posted on Twitter, supposed to be an HBO movie trailer. Showing a, a pedophilia scene. I, I watched about eight seconds of it against my better judgment. I had to turn it off. I was so sick. What is going on? It's not in my head. Boy Scouts pitch a more welcoming tent at their national jamboree. LGBTQIA tent at the Boy Scouts. You ought to hear that whole discussion. Read it for yourself. It's in the show notes. Here's a, a supposed poll. 
However, saying that most people think that this LGBTQIA stuff has gone way too far, to say the least, to say the least. I thought of this, and then I saw this article. Kansas mom blames transphobic law after blocking her and her disabled daughter from going in the bathroom. Uh, Disabled son. Son. I don't know why they have a picture of a little girl. It's kind of strange. But anyway, um, the mom has a disabled son, and she would need to help him in the bathroom. They would go in the female bathroom. And security at the library made her stop. I, th- I saw this article after the Friday night gym incident. I thought to myself, how do you how do they deal with that? I'm like, they're going to have to police. I use the word policing. I'm not referring to law enforcement police. Policing as in look after, keep up on something. They're going to have to police their, the lockers and the bathrooms, which I would think that they have to naturally do to some degree. But what if there's a, a, a rape or an assault? And <laughs> you look at the times that we're living in, and you know, I hear these things, oh, half of this college's students are identify as non-heterosexual. That's ridiculous. Based on what I saw on Friday night, there's a lot going on. And that brings up another whole conversation. I'm not judgmental. I remember being 15, and your, your hormones and sex drive, for me anyway, what about Mach 8? <laughs> it was like, if it breathed, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to get too far. I was going to get in trouble, you know what I mean? Uh, hey, whatever, alpha male, uh, testosterone-laden, whatever you want to call it. I just don't understand what it is that young men, I, I, the female perspective is something different, but for young men, why they've given up on females and the, the female relationship. You know, in raising a family, there's another statistic. Waiting or not having children are not a priority. That was me. I've told you my story on this. You know, I grew up, for whatever reason, my view that I, it was passed on to me, and I, I can't really tell you exactly where I got it, Marriage was a drag, kids in a family, just wait, destroys your life, keeps you from living the good life, making money, partying. I mean, what else does that mean, really? At 52, you know what my, my, my biggest regret in life? Not having more kids. I really wish I did. It's the biggest, it's the greatest gift that life has to offer, really. I understand it's not for everybody, and and it's never going to be for everybody. But why are so many people turning it away from it? Why are young people turning to these quote alternate lifestyles as opposed to a genuine lifestyle? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. That things are changing fast. What are you going to do? God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Hope to see you there. Make it a great day. <laughs>